hello everybody. Welcome to our next episode of the podcast with Ambrosia. Today we have a fascinating lady, Dr. Veronique Ryan. She is a medical doctor trained at the Faculté de Médecine de Paris. But next to her medical training, she has done numerous uh, trainings in alter alternative uh, healing. She is also a soul plan practitioner. She is a Reiki master. She has she's certi certified for quantum touch. She is a mindfulness teacher. She studies the Kabbalah. She studies system systematic rituals, shamanism, Munaiki, and she is a full member of the IPTI, the Independent Professional Therapists International. So, welcome, Dr. Veronique Ryan. How are you? Hi, I'm happy to be here. Lovely to have you. Now, If, 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 if people hear this, the, a medical doctor, and she's doing Reiki and uh, Tibetan mantra healing, Kabbalah study, uh, perhaps they have, you know, some questions in their head, like, what, how, a, a medical doctor going through all these things? Um, how, how did you come up? after your studies, after your studies as a doctor, how did you came in touch with the, the spiritual side of yourself? Um, well, first, I um, spent uh, a number of years raising children instead of practicing medicine. And um, I, at some point, I guess, when the children were getting older, I was guided to uh, to explore meditation, I suppose. And uh, I started with Buddhist meditation, uh, meditation on the breath, mindfulness meditation. And um, if maybe a year later, I got very sick. And when I was sick, I, uh, meditation is what sustained me during that uh, illness. And that illness, as a physician, I knew that illness could not be addressed with conventional medicine. So I started uh, to be guided to alternative medicine, a wonderful herbalist, um, wonderful uh, meditation teacher, craniosacral therapist, people that became friends later in my life because they helped me so much. And... Um, As I was going through the journey of healing myself, I was, of course, extremely curious because healing is my passion. So I started to study various healing modalities. Um, I can't exactly remember which one I started with, but maybe quantum touch. Uh, Tita healing came shortly after and was very instrumental in my development, my healing. And then various modalities, like, you know, all sorts of modalities. Thoughts, in fact. Also, currently, you're, you're living in France, 
you're, you're back in France, being a, a Francaise, as they call it. Uh, but you lived in, in quite a few places on earth, isn't it? You were based in London, based in Texas. That, that, did that also influence your development, this traveling around the world? I'm not sure. It's just those different parts in my life. I spent 18 years in the United States, uh, mostly in Texas, but a little bit in California and Alabama as well. And um, I guess it was more like life experiences, raising children, learning to... Uh, I was teaching catechism in the Catholic Church, actually, at that time. I was um, teaching art in school. I was... Um, very active as a volunteer in various places of the school, very active in different uh, sports groups my children belong to. So you learn soft skills, I would call that. You learn to, to be a leader. You learn to be part of a team. You learn to be teaching. You learn to be um, doing various things, I guess, to uh, balance a crazy schedule with four kids. That's a, it's a real soft skill, but it's a good one. <laughs> and then yeah. I spent uh, 15 years in London, but uh, five of those years, I was going back and forth to Angola where my husband was posted. So um, that was a bit more challenging, but the children were already grown up somewhere already going through university. And um, my what you'd call my spiritual journey, I guess, started somewhere after the second one went to university and I still had a couple left at home. And uh, of course, as the wisdom of the universe is, it happened when I could actually manage it because the children were old enough to mind themselves. And uh, I was a bit freer to take classes, evening classes and things like this. Yeah. And I was lucky to be in London, which offers so much. Yeah. Well, yeah, as they say, you know, England is, is, is the base of spiritualism. Um, but of course, spiritualism, you have it in every country. Uh, we have it in Belgium. You're living in France now. You're finding it in France. Um, but we met the first time in London. Uh, yes, we did. <laughs> yes, it was uh, at CPS, the College of Psychic Studies. Mm -hmm. And we, we, we started training together with Gordon Smith about mediumship. Mm -hmm. And um, for me, that was a very fascinating time because I thought that mediumship would be my professional career. But it turned out it's been healing, not mediumship. Of course, the mediumship is part of the healing process uh sometimes so we met in london and and we did a few things together later on after after the training after the the, the course of with gordon um because you organized family days i remember um and i remember you invited us me and my wife uh a few times to 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 come over to london and and join the family day and I do remember, I thought like, right, I knew you as, as being spiritual, you know, training as a medium, right? And I thought like, um, oh, yeah, it's going to be a very uh, special, spiritual, energetic day. And I remember that one of these parts of the day was Bollywood dancing. 
Yes, and you tried to trick me in it, but that didn't work. But sadly, <laughs> sadly, perhaps, perhaps sadly, how do you see Bollywood dancing into the context of a spiritual family day? Because it was also open to children and everything. How, how do you? How did you see that? Uh, for me, there is no separation between spirituality and daily life or sacredness and something not called non-sacred. To me, life is a meditation, or at least it's life should be a meditation when it's not. And uh, life is sacred. Every single aspect of life is a spiritual act, a sacred act. So um, some of the highest vibrations we can experience are gratitude, joy, and laughter. And uh, laughter, laughter is actually being used in hospitals now. Laughter yoga, they call it. Make really? people laugh so that they heal quicker. Didn't know that. And this is, to me, it's real wisdom. It's really common sense. So those days were called Mindful Family Days. I studied Mindful Family in 2013. And mindful family was um, something on two levels. It was a family of practitioners gathered together, but it also was a place where families could be gathered to learn about meditation, mindfulness, and various aspects of uh, life as a meditation. And those days were exploration days, I would call them. So for eight hours, there were eight different subjects and, yes yeah so it was an exploration of life as a meditation alive as a spiritual act if that makes sense for me it makes completely sense and i think for our listeners also because you you, you can explain it so beautiful and um an exploration day for me it was a fascinating day Surely the first time, I didn't know what was coming towards me. And then we, we, we did a bit of meditation. Then you did your sound healing also, which we will come back to uh, a bit later. You did, you did a moment of sound healing. You did a moment of Bollywood dancing. I remember Tobias, uh, Tobias K, I think was his name, coming with the sound bowls. Um, I did the healing. Um, you did children yoga with Samara. So it was, for me, it was fascinating. Like, wow, I never looked at spiritualism that way. That, it, that was a new experience for me. Well, I guess it was a new experience for many people. I don't think it's been done before, really. But... Um... Um, I think they miss you. I tend, I tend to invent new things. It's been part of my life, uh, very much of um, free spirit, I guess, and pioneer uh, spirit. It's uh, something that runs in my family. We all tend to create new pathways. And um, to me, it's just important. It's just exciting. It just makes me just it, makes me happy i guess so i want to share that and um it should feel alive starting 
children yoga yes i had a wonderful friend uh that you know well samara that is uh amazing at working with autistic children especially and doing yoga teaching yoga to children and she came and she was just absolutely delightful the kids adored her and then it was mindful uh mindfulness of families and tried to explore with parents and and children together children of several different ages yes and uh, parents that came that had no idea what mindfulness were and some that actually did know. So it was quite an interesting group and it was a bit challenging, I must admit. However, it was fascinating to see the response of just spending some time breathing, uh, being aware of our senses, simple things, learning that brushing our teeth can be a spiritual act. Yes. You know, simple things like this. And then I invited guests, wonderful guests. Each Sunday, there was a special guest. Like you mentioned, Tobias Kay, that was making those beautiful sounding balls and uh, gave us the privilege of coming. And, uh, but there, were, there was um, Dominique Antiglio that started uh, really to, to the awareness of sophrology in the London world and uh, wrote mm -hmm. that beautiful book on the, the power of sophrology. And yeah. uh, there was Susan Kaiser who came and shared her knowledge about herbal, herbal medicine. And she's a teacher at University of Westminster and she's an incredible herbalist. And uh, there was uh, Mayela Maxwell that came to share her knowledge of Tita healing. She was my teacher and she's one of the most amazing Tita healer I know. I mean, we were just lucky. Every Sunday there, was, there would be the special guest so that everybody got to explore something new, something that was unusual, something that was, oh, maybe I like this because we're not meant to like everything. We just, no. there are things that make us happy. And you mentioned Bollywood dancing and body yoga, we called it, because uh, we did yoga stretches. Um, was with this wonderful friend, Chef Ali Basin. I had done that at the school of my children before we had studied that under Chef Ali's impulse. She loves yoga and she practices Ayanga yoga every day. And she loves Bollywood. And she comes from a very big Bollywood family in India. And uh, she brought the two together. And that was so much fun to me. I have so much joy being part of Bollywood dancing. It's so complicated and I can't do it. So I have to focus so much. And it becomes an incredible meditation because I have to be aware each step, I have to be aware of where my body is, how my body moves. Yeah. It's a moving meditation and it's fun. So <laughs> it's got everything together. So for me, it's one of the best meditation we could be doing that day. <laughs> and the energy lifted. Did you notice how the energy lifted, how everybody was laughing? Oh, yeah, there was a lot of laughter, but, but you, you felt the energy exactly as you say. You felt the energy rising, rising through yeah. the laughter, through the movement the music, you know, and I, I don't know her name anymore. I think you mentioned her name, but the, this, this teacher, let, let me call it like that. Uh, she was a fascinating woman. She had such a vibrant energy. Uh, but you, as you say, being a free spirit, with also a great part of your family has this history of being free spirits, you being a free spirit and creating new stuff all the time, you know, with the mindful family days that that didn't exist in London, and London is a big, big city. At the moment, you're building again something new, isn't it, in France? 
Yeah. Uh, well, trying to. Uh, it was a process of permitting. We, we got a property in France, an old farm, and we are renovating it or trying to. So it's, uh, you know, we are going through the challenges of getting the permits and getting the contractors and everything. And everybody's very busy. But we've done already a lot in one year. We've accomplished a lot of work. Thanks to my husband, who absolutely loves the forest and spends days in it, uh, caring for the forest and making sure it's going back to its beauty. Um, we've been planting. We've been doing everything we could do, waiting for the work to start. The work is going to start um, at the end of the spring, and it's going to take a few years. But hopefully, the way we're starting is that we, we should have a meditation room available by the end of the summer already and a therapy room, and then maybe another meditation room uh, ready by next spring. And then uh, we have tried to get our house to sort it out. That would be kind of nice. And then oh, later yeah. down the road, we may have uh, so um, the ability to house about 15 people that come for retreats and things. And uh, the idea would be to work on two levels. And again, it's not done very often. Um, oh. Working completely on the local level, year-round, with the community. It's a community. It's a very rural community. Most people have never been exposed to those meditation and things like that. However, most people are very familiar with alternative medicine here, which is absolutely refreshing. They do go see what they call magnetizer, who are energetic practitioners. Yeah. Very easily, osteopath. Uh, they are very, very um, familiar and receptive to alternative medicine. So I'm very encouraged by that. And I was supposed to teach my first mindfulness class for families a few weeks ago, but COVID uh, went in the way and got uh, basically got a lot of people in bed. So we had to, to change and reschedule a couple of times, but it's happening. It's happening in a couple of so weeks and uh, in three weeks again, you know, so I'm really excited about starting mindfulness in the, uh, in the community. So, presumably, your mindfulness family from London, you're taking it to France. You're taking it to France now, and mm -hmm. see what happens over there. Perhaps you you make some adjustments because it's France now, right? Uh, it's 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 a different culture. It's a different attitude. But I think the, the core will be the same. Yeah, but uh, this time I will be able to. Uh... Uh, organize everything in our on our farm which makes a big difference uh, in London it's always complicated you have to schedule around uh, around uh, what is available you know yeah. and there is cost involved and stuff like this so here I'm hoping that it will be much more fluid and working with the schedule of the local I have I already I'm in contact with um, uh, volunteer associations that are trying to organize, uh, you know, walks and things like this. So they're already in the spirit of mindful walking. You know, oh. it's just a matter of taking the activity and just bringing a little bit more awareness in what they're already doing, which is beautiful mindful walking, beautiful mindful swimming. A lot of people swim around here, no matter how cold the water the is. Coast, yes. So, um, uh, everything is beautiful. The nature is beautiful. Everybody thinks it's very raw. People are 
always in nature. So they have a whole different awareness from city people. And uh, a, a real love of the land, a real awareness of the earth and what the earth uh, does for them and how they can do something for the earth as well. So it's quite a lovely, lovely place. And then the second level of that project is going to be to welcome uh, retreats uh, for like a week uh, at a time. And I have many friends from different countries that are already asking me, when are you ready? I'm bringing groups. And that I'm could be them. like a I'm traditional yoga retreat or sound, sound and yoga or... And uh, again, I am interested uh, in uh, bringing all sorts of modalities in here. And I am particularly interested and excited because I started meeting a lot of local practitioners and alternative practitioners. And I'm uh, really looking forward to having uh, a merging of the conventional therapies and alternative therapy. Perhaps like an example would be a local even dentist with, uh, I actually know one that is quite open to those sort of things, coming in and talking about prevention. And I am very interested in having people coming and talking about prevention, how to remain healthy. What does it mean to have healthy teeth? Maybe it's how we eat and being aware of how we eat, what we eat. All this is mindfulness practice. Um, uh, having an osteopath come and talk about what osteopathy can do for you. How can we use it as a prevention tool to remain healthy or reflexology or actually more, I've met people that do things you never even heard of, like Vietnamese healing, Jian Chan is called. And this lady oh. is, a, is becoming a teacher. She can actually teach Jian Chan to other people next year. So I'm excited for her to come and do a, you know, a series of classes for the community here from wherever is interested to learn that practice. Um, very, you know, various things. And also, if we have a good room and a good um, stereo system, we may be able to dance on the weekend oh. occasion. <laughs> oh, gosh. Do oh. some dancing. This is, this is called sound healing. Yeah, of course. And movement. And, and for our listeners, um, Veronique mentioned uh, several friends of her wants to come over to, to, to do their stuff with groups or something. For the record, I'm one of these people, one of these persons who are eagerly waiting for Veronique to finish her project so we can enter the property to do our stuff. Uh, but in fact, Veronique, what, what, what you were telling about this project and, and the people you would like to come uh, around to do whatever lectures or, or like the dentist, you know, in fact, that's, it's something you, you, you want to give to other people what you are doing your whole life already. For me, it sounds like blending a medical science with alternative science. Mm -hmm. the blending the, the, the working together because in fact we can work together both can work perfectly together yeah because they are not two yeah they yeah. are not two it's uh it's health and non-health that's mm -hmm. it however yeah. you achieve the state of health that's a path and the path is different for each person 
one person might feel very comfortable doing reflexology and another person may not. A person may feel very comfortable uh, walking on a regular basis in the forest and along the sea, and that's their practice. And another person is not. You know, it, it just, we each have our own way. For some people, it's praying. For some people, it is uh, swimming. For some people, it is, like I said, dancing. Could be different things. And there are so many more ways that I have already encountered that I'm excited to bring in because, um, let's say, to give another example, like, for example, my husband started becoming very interested. He's retired now. He started becoming very interested in the forest, obviously, because he's working in it all day. But he's, like, interested in algae, uh, fungi, uh, the mycelium that talks from trees to trees. He started becoming very interested in the language of the trees. He's very interested in the birds, the language of the birds, very interested in using algae to fertilize the land and grow organic vegetables, um, various things like this. So why, there is a, a center nearby that studies algae. Could be that they come and talk about it. How do you use algae for fertilizing your lands in an organic way? How, uh, or they make, uh, there is a place that makes cosmetic out of algae, but all organically made. It's a product from the season is being used. So it can be various, various things. Of course, yoga classes, Pilates, you know, there are, you know, there are no, there is really no yoga center around here that I can find. But there are many yoga teachers that are teaching here and there in the field in summer or at home. And yeah, there is not really much space back room. Yeah. dedicated to that. Or people teach in a... Um, multi-purpose room in a in a little village they come like you know and teach that but i would like the place to be dedicated to those activities then the energy is different mm -hmm. you know it's not a, a place where one day it's like things the activities change greatly as far as energies go so if that place is a place where calm is being uh, cultivated and uh reverence is being cultivated and uh, a sense of being one with what is being cultivated. So that aspect of things nurtures the yoga practitioners, the Pilates practitioners, the meditation practitioners in a way that is different when you go to different spaces that the energies have not been managed with, mm -hmm. which is what I'm doing at the moment. Um, I also, I quite love flowers and herbs and aromatic herbs and things. I've already pl started planting an aromatic herb garden and I'm including more and more medicinal herbs. I'm starting to learn more about wild medicinal plants, but I need to study that a lot more. And if there is any forager out there, I need to meet them and I'm Brittany because I need to, to develop that expertise. But I would like this place to be a place of beauty. So then when people arrive, the simple fact that this beautiful flower, it's a beautiful garden, it's a beautiful place, already they feel better. And in the state of beauty and relaxation and wonder, the healing starts. Yeah, exactly.
I think the healing has already started. I think the energy of your of your property is already working because I know what your husband did as for a for a job, right? Mm -hmm. Which is completely different of now he's interested in the fungus in the trees. The, I heard you saying the language of the trees, the language of the birds, and I thought like Mike with his background, but that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Yes. So I think it's already working, and I, I, I really sh I must visit you soon. But we'll see. You know, uh, for the people, for our listeners in Belgium, uh, without giving away the address already, uh, Veronique is based in Brittany, France, uh, Bretagne, uh, as we say, uh, which is only a seven-hour drive, six or seven hours from from Belgium. So. Keep your eye on the Facebook of Ambrosia because as soon as things are possible with Veronique at Veronique's place, it will be posted. But this is a work in progress, Veronique. But I do know for a fact that you have two things who are already up and running for a whole while. One of them is a medium circle, a circle of mediumship, where you invite mediums to practice, to, to, to come together in a safe space, right? But I want to talk first about the other one, because you also have created, I think, several years ago already, a, a, a quiet place. It's online now, of course, People from England are, are coming, uh, people from France, everywhere. It's online. But a place for sound healing. And I've been there once or twice. And you, 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 you invite people so other people can be healed through sound. But also you expand that to healing the earth. So... Tell us, explain us, Veronique, explain us. The, uh, I, uh, we all know at a certain level that everything is vibration. That's what uh, Albert Einstein even explained when he gave us this equation that is so famous, E equal MC2, where he demonstrated that matter is energy. And uh, energy is vibration. Sound is vibration. The Bible tells us this when it says in uh, John, at the beginning of John, um, and at the beginning was the world, and the world was with God, and the world was God. The world is sound. It's the first, it's the, it's the essence of sound, the primordial sound, or the sound om that is. Uh, being practiced in Tibetan or Indian traditions, for example. That's a primordial source. So everything is vibration and sound. Um, on, we use sound for healing in medicine for a long time. Ultrasounds as a diagnostic tool. Exactly. We use exactly. sound as a healing tool in medicine as well. When people have a stone in their kidney, we use sound. It's called lithotricy. And we use sound to bombard the, yeah. the stone in the kidney and uh, break it in pieces so that we don't have to perform surgery and it, they can eliminate it. I must say it's very painful 
but I've heard that it does work. So those are two small examples that everybody knows about that are in used in conventional medicine for a very long time. And so we know that sound heals. Um, one thing that I was interested in is I did a, a, a long, a quite a long training uh, over about a period of two years with somebody called Gita Ben David. Her husband is Lars Müller, mystics, and is quite known for his work on the sea and some other healing work is done. And I started working with uh, Lars actually because he was teaching Aramaic uh, chanting, okay. which is fascinating. And to me, uh, just my soul just loves it. Okay. Okay, so okay. chanting in Aramaic for me is something extraordinary and like chanting in Sanskrit. Absolutely. It just, to me, it's absolutely extraordinary. So I did a lot of uh, Indian mantra and Indian Sanskrit uh, sounding because I studied Sanskrit for a number of years with an absolutely amazing teacher, Dr. Stephen Thompson, who is beyond anything that you can imagine. And he's currently writing, um, I think a PhD or some, or even higher than this, thesis on own, just a whole thesis on own. Uh, and he's an incredible Sanskrit scholar and I was privileged to have him as a teacher. So all this was about sound, sounding, toning. And with Gita, she used there's a letter R that you learn in India. She came from a musical background. She was a saxophonist to start with. And she discovered the R. And then she discovered the healing power of the R sound. So she teaches how to sound the R to find your own note. Because as we say, we're all vibration. So each one of us, as a, a soul incarnated in a human body, we have a specific vibration. We can recognize each other through our vibration, which is sound and light. Sound okay. is light and light is sound. Yes. And we have this signature note that is our note. Okay? Through all incarnations, if you believe in reincarnations, through all times, all dimensions, all everything. We are a spark of the divine with a specific signature sound. And when we tone the R, Gita taught us how to find our own signature note. And then we practice a lot, a lot, a lot, you know, and over two years practice and practicing every day and learning a lot of things that I won't get into. And you become able to be connected to that note, which is you all the time. You just, you're connected with it. And that allows you to be yourself in life. So it's easier said than done because, you know, sometimes we just get a little bit lost on the way and stuff, but we all do. But when we are, in tune with ourselves and our signature note. This is called, she called that, uh, she coined the term, the note from heaven. That's how she likes to call it. Beautiful. You. She wrote a beautiful book about it. And uh, when we, I work as a sound healer, this is a note that comes through. That's a note, the universal note that comes through my body and becomes my signature note, if you will.
When I heal, I just open and allow the universal note to come and, and vibrate the body that is in front of me. When we meet on Thursday night, we all are toning our own signature note. And they're all a bit different because we have different manifestations of the divine. So there are, there is a, a merging and a mixing and uh, an encountering of those various notes. When you're in person, that's very obvious. When you're on Zoom, it's a bit interesting. Let's put it this way. Yes. But it's uh, currently Ch we live in Zoom time, so we do it on Zoom. However, I have been incredibly, we started doing on Zoom since March 2020. So I, almost every week, and we haven't skipped many weeks. So it's been about a hundred. I'm realizing it's probably hundred times we've met as a sound circle, either in person for a few years before or now on Zoom every week. And the sense of unity is instant because those people, not everybody comes every week at all. Some people have come once or twice, like you guys. And some people come on a regular basis. Like about 20 people come on a regular basis, but not all of them every week. Let's put it this way. And um, the instant, because they've been working together for so long now, instantly there is a sense of unity and oneness. And it's a, that's a healing state. The sense of unity and oneness is a healing state when there is no other, there is no contrast. There cannot be any non-health because there's only one, okay? So yeah. here you are, simple. And that work, of course, we include all people that need healing that we know. You know, people are going after, through tough journeys, whether they lost a loved one recently, they are themselves maybe uh, yeah. on the way out or they are experiencing a a life-threatening illness, or they are in pain or every day and all that, whatever that is. So all those people are included in that group and receive the healing as we do the tone. But to me, this is much greater. Since more than um, Jesus said, when two of you are together, I am here. It's much greater than us. So usually we are way more than two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So there is an energy of the group and there is a dedication for the world. So every week it could be like an event uh, happened. You know, like right now we've been including the situation between Russia and Ukraine quite a, yes. a lot the last few weeks yes. because it's a very complicated situation. But it's the refugees, this, uh... it's the children suffering, yeah. it's the children that are being drawn to war. That's the... People that have no home, people that have no food, Ethiopia that is having starvation at the moment and drought. It could be Afghanistan that is in dire state. It could be a tsunami. It could be a volcano. It could be whatever has touched us are included in that group to receive healing, love, and support. We cannot be in every place in the world at all times, no, physically, no. but we can certainly be there with our hearts. I think it's I think it's also got something to do with um, not as you say we we cannot be everywhere physically you know I mean otherwise you you, you spend your money traveling around the world 
but I think it's more when we send out this this vibration by sound or thought. I think the strongest thing is the intention that we do it with, you know, with all right. Like for instance, when the, the when when there's a, an earthquake that happened, or or a, a tsunami, or something, or or a volcano uh, eruption, that from our compassion, from our empathy, we, we don't know these people who live there because it's on the other side of the world. But with the empathy that we have, is that we can send healing up to a certain level. It doesn't matter how it arrives, what it does at that place, but it will arrive. And then again... Yeah, intention, like you say, intention is everything. That's why at the beginning of each circle, we spend about 15 minutes together going into our hearts and finding the intention of the day. This intention is not something coming from the mind. It's, yes, from the mind, we know that our neighbor may need help or our mother or someone yes. we love. But in our heart, what is the energy we want to bring into the world today, in this moment? And oftentimes the world will come. Peace and unity and harmony and, and uh, love, unconditional love. Uh, sometimes um, other words, you know, like they are not coming to me at the moment because that's not the moment. But the intention, we define the intention, what this circle is for. And we let, let it be. The sound comes and the sound goes. It's, we are only the channel of love. And by sounding together, the energy rises and the vibration rises. And it's a bit easier for higher energies of love to come through and anchor into the earth. So one of the first things to do is to anchor ourselves or ground ourselves, however you want to call it. Because those energies are not meant to be dissipated in, uh, in the ether. They are coming into the earth to heal the earth, to heal humanity, to heal animals, to heal mountains. I, I don't know, rivers, oceans, you know? So uh, intention, and attention. Those are the two keys. Attention. Paying attention to the sound. Listening to the sound. Being with the sound. And keeping our attention focused on the sound. Not on our grocery list. Grocery list is after. Yes. It's the practicalities of life. Putting the garbage outside, you know. I, I remember that the first time I, I joined this this sound healing, a sound healing group was at one of your mindful family days uh, in London. Uh, and I joined and you, you explained a little bit because for me it was uh, uncharted territory as I said, like sound healing, all right, tell me. And you explained me a little bit and then you started to play, and I think we were about 10 people in the room. And you started to play this this harmonica thing to give a little bit of the tone, and I do remember that everybody started, you know, chanting their own uh, tone. And we let's say we were with ten, and there were ten different tones. 
and one was loud and the other one was less loud and 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 but it was 10 different tones and i thought and i never told you that but my first thought was like how does a cacophonic sound like this is gonna do the healing or any healing but the fascinating thing was that after i don't know five or ten minutes suddenly the tone starting to appear on the same level and at a certain point we had one tone coming from 10 different people but it was one tone all these different tones together and i thought like this is so fascinating that's it's a rule from uh, chaos to order i would say and that would yeah. be a whole other conversation perhaps but uh if you do this experience, I've done it once uh, with a whole group and we did it for, whole, for several hours in a row of knowing uh, how, I think over a three days period actually, with a group of family constellation. And just uh, what we are studying is how is the relationship between chaos and order? And it really works like waves. Everything goes into chaos. Those are the 10 notes that you heard at the beginning that was cacophonic. And that was a disharmony. Now, it was simply, there's nothing good and bad. It's like we came from different points of view. We were in yeah. the state of diversity, of diversity of manifestation, the state of plural, which is, you know, we live in a world of duality. So there is a plural and there is a one. And you keep going from one to the other. And after a while, Everybody in that room is aware of the disharmony and the, the, the desire of all of us, regardless of our background and thing, is to return to Amen. Yeah. It's called conflict resolution, if you will. And it's like, so little by little, the voices and the instruction is to listen to other sounds in the room and see how we feel attracted to a sound to, go, to let the voice meet that sound. So little by little, it becomes one sound, it's called harmony. And after a while of harmony, oftentimes when there's harmony, that's a healing state. And it is a state of rest, if you will. But after a while, nature doesn't function like this. It's going to want some more chaos and create a new wave. Because if you stay in rest and stillness and unity, nothing happens really after a while. Life on earth is not meant to be like this. It's meant to keep creating again and again in different forms. Mm -hmm. So little by little, there is an opportunity to create new strengths of life. That goes back into what we could call chaos or disharmony. And then it's going to return to harmony if you let it be. You know, on a 20 minutes period, you're going to do one cycle. You're not going to do several. But if you do it for several hours, you'll see that after a while, there is a need to go back to the next wave of creation. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I found it fascinating. For, for, for our listeners, Veronique, this, this Thursday group that you are doing, I think it's only in, by invitation. Not everybody can join, or no. Everybody, you... everybody can join that wants it. Okay, so how they just have to send you an email? Yeah. 
They, okay. they just have to contact me. They can contact me through my website. That's an easy way. Okay. Uh, my website Veronique. is uh, Veronique Ryan in one word.com. Simple. That's easy for our listeners. Yeah. And um, so you can contact me through the website and, and say you're interested in participating. Mm -hmm. And uh, you come. And if you like it, you, you come back. And if you don't like it, you don't come back. And it's all open. It's okay. Yeah. Trust me, my sister came once and she didn't come back because she's a musician. She said, what on earth is this sound? <laughs> so she didn't, she understood the power of it, but she couldn't go past the cacophony, especially on Zoom, because on Zoom, it's quite trying, it but is. it's okay. It's uh, challenging. We all are so used to doing it on Zoom now after two years that we actually hear the harmony from the get-go now. And yeah. we hear the unity beyond the sound. Uh, we just play with our, with our sound and our sound reflects the unity of the group. It's a very different way of practicing uh, toning, actually. But we learned it. It took us a while to get there, but uh, we're, good. Yeah. we're good now. The other, group, the other group is by invitation only, the medium group, because you have to have experience in mediumship. Yes, of course, but that's on a Tuesday. Yeah. But I think the, the, the very positive side of uh, offering a, a sound healing group like you have uh, via Zoom is that, in fact, anybody from any place in the world can join, you know, because yeah. when, when, when you were doing them physically in London, it was people from London or yeah. the area of London. Now you have people from 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 England, from France, perhaps from I don't know Spain, Spain, from Belgium, from the Czech Republic. There you go. You see, yeah. uh, I think it, it, that's the positive side of Zoom. It yeah. is a bit more challenging, as you say, because you know getting the, all these energies getting all together and and you know, try to get them in harmony. Uh, but I, I think it's it's a it's a lovely instrument to 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 spread you know the 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 word of sound healing because it's 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 now accessible for everybody's even. I think the only thing that people need is a microphone or even just a phone and a Wi-Fi connection. That's it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, some people join on on a phone. For me, I uh, use a tablet, okay. uh, so I can see uh, most of the participants on my screen. Yeah. Um, so I do not publish the link uh, publicly because I feel that the person needs to state an intent of wanting to join the group. Yes, that makes sense. That so uh, that's why I say everybody's welcome, but please contact me and just say what you want, how you want, you know, what is the reason why you want to join? And that's fine. Yeah. Everybody's welcome. And believe me, dear listeners, I know, I know Veronique now for, I don't know, four, five, five, five years, I think, or something. She's a lovely lady. She's not difficult. Um, even though she's a lovely lady, <laughs> believe me. Now, I think we're coming towards the end of the of this podcast. And I must say, Veronique, although I know you for five years, I have learned quite a lot of new things today from you. Um, also about 
your husband opening up to trees, which I thought like, wow, incredible. He's, he's already um, influencing other people, right? It's your husband, but hey, you have to start somewhere. Um, it's it's uh, it's I learned quite a few new things from you, which which is I'm I'm very grateful that you give me this this honor that you would like to do this podcast with me. Um, now, as for a last question, you already mentioned the website. Um, if people after hearing this this after listening to this podcast have more interest in you. They can reach you via the website. Are there also other? Um... I am. A, I have a presence on Facebook, uh, and it's Veronique A. Ryan. Initial A for my middle name, Ryan. Uh, that's a page. I have another page, Mindful Family, where I post more like mindfulness-related uh, content. And then I'm on Instagram as well. And on Instagram, I've got two different addresses. One, I, I write in English, and it's at Veronique Hills in one word. And the other one, I write in French, and it's more about my life here in France and the renovation of the farm and walks I have in the area. So it gives you a sense of where I live. And there is translation, so you can always say, but it's written in French, typically. And it's at Centre Le Donnant. Le Donnant is the name of the place where I live. Centre, because it's going to become a center, a healing center. So C-E-N-T-R-E-L-E-D-O-N-A-N. So you can find me on those. And I post usually about every day something, a little reflection, a little image. Here's a photo of a walk I took that day. Or yeah. a great sunrise or a great sunset. Or or the, a new flower in the garden or something. So uh, here you go. I, I, I follow Veronique on, on, on both uh, Facebook and Instagram. And um, this, this Instagram um, page, uh, Centre Le Dolan, Donan, um, when she opened it up, she invited me to, you know, follow her, her page. And I must say, have a look. At no, it's it's how it's called. Uh, at Centre Centre Le Donant, have a look, and and you will see how how Veronique is transforming uh, this place to beautiful centre. And I hope that we don't have to wait another two years. But you you can check with your labour guys and and say like right this needs to be ready next year there you go maybe next summer we'll be able to welcome groups but you'll have to stay in local airbnbs or yes. local bnbs there are plenty some of them are just 10 minutes walking distance or five minutes walking distance there is a place actually called couvent alternatif in camles which is a place with a very funny guy. And it's like a few kilometers. You just like, you can take a bike and come by, uh, come by with a bike or take a, a car. And it's in the center of the village. And uh, his name is Jean. And he has a, like a coffee shop and a little epicerie. And he rents rooms in an old building, an old convent. It's beautiful. But uh, it has artwork. I mean, it's a funny place, funny place. 
And there are other places. There are plenty, plenty of beautiful B&Bs in the area. Yeah. Uh, very, very close by. So, and the, the sea and the beach is four or five kilometers from the place. We can actually walk there through the forest. So it's about an hour walk to go to the beautiful fine sand beach. So it's, here you go. If I would have time, I would jump in my car now, but I don't. Mm -hmm. Hey, I'm loving, I'm loving every moment I live here. I've been here for a year nonstop and I just love it. Of course, well, it is a big difference between living in the center of London or being, of course, in the beautiful nature of Brittany. Veronique, I would like to thank you very, very much for being here, for giving us, you know, all this beautiful information, this, this lovely talk. And uh, I'm looking forward to see you again somewhere soon, I hope. Mm -hmm. And for our listeners, again, look it up, Centre Le Donant in Brittany, France, a beautiful place. And Veronique Ryan, a beautiful lady. Thank you very much, Veronique. Hope to see Thank you, you soon. Thank you so much, Guy, for inviting me on your beautiful podcast. Thank you for the questions and for your presence. And see you very soon. Bye. Will do. Bye.